Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond, Virginia. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. It's 12 noon here on The Fan. We're live and local until 3 p.m. And we've got a lot to get to on the show today. We will do a full NFL overreaction Tuesday on the show today coming up at 1.15. Just a little bit of a teaser for that. Asante Samuel just came out with an incredible quote. He believes the Patriots would win the Super Bowl this year if Tom Brady came out of retirement and played for the Pats. We'll go through the rest of the overreactions around the National Football League at 115 on NFL Hits. Lane Casadante will join the show to run around local sports here in Richmond, Virginia at 1.30. And then Craig Hoffman will give his take on the Commanders. Can they bounce back against the Falcons this Sunday? He'll join the show at 2 p.m. Phone lines are always open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Do you think Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, Magic Johnson, and the new ownership group of the Commanders should make a move before the end of this season? If it just keeps getting worse, I don't see how you can sit back and let Ron Rivera keep coaching these guys. At least, at least have to fire Jack Del Rio if the defense does not improve uh, with the quickness. But you guys know how I like to start the show every day. By catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's playoff baseball here on the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. And we start in Major League Baseball as the Braves and Phillies played a really good one last night. Back and forth game in which Austin Riley hits a home run to left field, scoring Ronald Acuna Jr. in the bottom of the eighth to give the Braves a lead. Here's the call on ESPN Radio. Everybody on their feet at Truist Park. Acuna third, two down, three and two. Four, three Phillies, bottom eight. The pitch to Riley. Swing and a high fly ball. Left field. That one back towards the wall. That one is gone. Austin Riley, it's a two-run homer, and the Braves have the lead. And then in the ninth, Bryce Harper, who was the star of the last game, uh, rounding third and scoring, he was on base here. And I'll let you listen to the final call of the Braves against the Phillies last night. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps, and he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw to first. It's over. It's over. Now that's an exciting call right there. It was unbelievable. So not only does Harris make the incredible catch, but they double off Bryce Harper who was rounding second, trying to score on the play. And so you're thinking, man, if that's a home run, it's Phillies on top 6-5. If it's a double, it's at least 5-5, and we're heading to extra innings. But a double play to end the game. Congrats to the Braves, who even up the series at 1. Here's Michael Harris after the game, joking about blacking out on the game-ending double play. I just blacked out, and uh, I guess we, we end up winning the game somehow. <laughs> Late game last night, Lourdes Goriel's solo home run helps the D-backs take a 2-0 series lead on the Dodgers. Final score, 4-2. We continue with October baseball tonight 
Astros, Twins tied at one. Twins hosting game three. And then the Baltimore Orioles are in Texas with their season on the line. Down in that series, 2-0. They won 101 games this season, but none more are important than tonight, 8 p.m. on Fox. Let's move over to the NHL here on the Sports App. So you guys know my bit. We're bringing it back here as the NHL season for the Caps begins Friday. And my goal for this season is just to see Alex Ovechkin score a ton of goals. We've got to get Alex Ovechkin to 895 every day here on the Sports app. We track the great one, the great eight, Alex Ovechkin, the Russian machine that never breaks in his quest to pass Wayne Gretzky all time. Uh, so you heard Michael Phillips have Tarek El-Bashir given his season preview for the Caps with their season beginning this Friday. We move over to the NBA here on the Sports app. All right, so the Washington Wizards will begin their preseason tonight. They won't play another NBA team until October 12th. Regular season begins for the Wiz October 25th. Hoping for a fun season, I have really low expectations, but tonight they will host the NBA's Carnes Taipan in a preseason match, so Wizards fans will get their first chance to see Bilal Koulibaly, the highly touted rookie. Speaking of rookies, Victor Wembanyama played last night, and Wemby Mania is beginning. He had a steal and a dunk, long arms, looking like Mr. Stretch, I'm starting to believe the hype. I told you guys I wasn't believing any of the highlights that I saw of him playing in France, playing against 18-year-olds, but now he's passed stage one of the eye test here. Can't wait to see him when the NBA season begins. If he takes the NBA by storm, uh, it would be fun to watch. My guess, though, is that the Spurs still are not going to be very good. But Wemby last night, 19 minutes, 20 points, five rebounds, two steals, one block, But I thought Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma City Thunder outshined him. In 16 minutes of play, he had 21 points, 9 rebounds, 1 block, and 1 assist. NBA season just two weeks away. We move over to the NFL here on the Sports App. Monday Night Football ended up being a really decent contest between the Green Bay Packers and the Raiders. Uh, but Jordan Love, three interceptions in the game, just not good enough. Here's the call as the Raiders' Amik Robertson intercepts Jordan Love in the end zone as the Raiders hold on to win 17-13. to Four-man rush. Love, end zone. Intercepted. Good night. Picked off by Amik Robertson. But the play of the game might have been Marcus Peters, who did have a pass deflection that was uh, led to one of the Raiders' interceptions. But on a play when he gets burnt by Christian Watson, Watson is, looks to be streaking to the end zone. Peters does a horse collar tackle, obvious penalty. He gets flagged 15 yards. They're inside the red zone though, so it's just a half the distance to uh, half the distance to the goal line there. But the Raiders get a stop and hold the Packers to a field goal, and that ends up saving them four points on the horse-collar tackle. Well, with a four-point win and the 17-13 victory, that really was the play of the game for the Vegas 
Raiders. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We've got a, a really good dude food planned for you guys at 1245. No, we're not going to talk about the Mountain Dew hot dogs that have been going viral, but I do want to get into Al Michaels' quote where he says, he doesn't eat vegetables. And he never has. Unbelievable. How is this guy still living, breathing on this planet without eating broccoli? You know what I had last night? The broccolini from Capital Ale House. Yeah, I eat those good vegetables trying to keep my body alive here. Al Michaels just eats meat. Unbelievable. We'll break that down on Dude Food. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. It's Crosstalk coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and just search 910 The Fan. Gives you the ability to pause the show, rewind, run some errands that pick up right where you left off. 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Is proud to be the home for VCU basketball in the season Begins with the black and gold game coming up in just a few days, October 14th. We'll chat with Robbie Robinson at 145, play-by-play, voice of the VCU Rams. Uh, Get his take on the upcoming season and all the new faces that we will have in rocking the Rams jersey at the Siegel Center. But right now, I bring in my co-worker, Michael Phillips, for a little crosstalk. What's going on, MP? Let's just put on our hard hats, get to work here. Absolutely. And so we've got a little sounder now for crosstalk. Let's roll the tape. If I could just have your attention. It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face-off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk. All right, Michael, yeah. so I want to start. I know, I'm, I'm starting to love that sound. <laughs> I know. It's, it might be better than the actual segment itself. <laughs> Let's just run that on repeat. I love Voice of Bob. Uh, but anyway, so Commander's trying to pounce back. And so my question to you, 10 days rest. Ten days rest. Yeah. Because I think you could argue that part of the reason they got embarrassed by the Bears was less about game plan and scheme and more the guys were just gassed. They had nothing left in the tank. Does ten days rest, to me, that should equal seven more points for the offense. Is it too much for them to score 27 against the Falcons? Man, I I would love to see 27. I certainly, my, my bar's set at 21. You need to be able to score 21 against the Falcons. I think this is a huge game for the defense, though. Ten days rest, no excuses, and I don't want to hear about Desmond Ritter looked good on one drive on Sunday. He's not good. No. That that offense is not good. They're going to try to beat you running the football with Algier and uh, with Bijan Robinson. That offense is averaging 16.6 points per game. That's not good. That's yeah. not good. Hey, my fear is it's like the Kyle Pitts breakout game, right? Like how many tight ends have we seen do that against Absolutely. Washington over the years? Time to clamp down. There are no excuses for your defensive talent against their offensive talent. And you have more rest, you got to shut them down. Derek Forrest, Jeremy Reeves, both out yeah. for an extended period for the commanders. So the secondary that just was already shaky might be a little shakier. Well, you, you got Percy Butler. Uh, you, you, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. And hey, we've been we've been saying, why isn't Quan Martin playing? 
Time for Quan Martin to play. Time that's, for him to be correct. good. He's a second-round draft pick, and it is not unfair in the year 2023 to expect a second-round draft pick to be able to hold his own in an NFL football game after a training camp after five weeks of watching. We'll see a lot here, and it's going to validate or invalidate the pick here over the next few weeks. I hate losing Reeves. He, he He's fun. He's a great guy. He's worked hard to get to where he is. You miss him on special teams. But to me, this is why you drafted that depth, right? This is a potentially validating moment for that approach or a potentially invalidating moment if these kids aren't ready to go. And I think you could argue Derek Forrest was making a lot of mistakes. He was, and I, I was really I, – I had been yelling the last few weeks, it's time to bring him down into the box a little more, time to mix him up what he does. That whole, St. Juice has two. I mean, just guys who had not been – Making mistakes last year, making uncharacteristic mistakes this year. I don't know if they're pressing. I don't know what it is. It was a confusing couple weeks, though, in terms of guys who you don't expect to to be making mistakes. We're we're really struggling out there. Well, and that kind of brings me to the point that maybe last year was just a fluke for this defense because – I mean, Jack Del Rio's guys, they did not look good at the beginning of the season. They stopped giving up explosive plays, and we started winning some games there. Uh, I, I think the big boys up front really make it, made a difference. And so maybe that's what it is, that five, six, seven weeks into the season, offensive lines get a little banged up, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen are making a much bigger impact on the game. Yeah, and you know, to extend that, 21 wasn't great either. Uh, for this defense. You know, going into last year, we were calling for Del Rio's head. Hey, hey, why is he still the defensive coordinator? It's, you know, he needs to prove that that last year and, and their surge was not a fluke. This is a great place to do it. Man, the Giants, the Meadowlands, such a good place to do it. Like, that offense is so bad and so beat up right now. We'll see what they come to the table with on Sunday, but time to vanquish that demon of the Giants having their number for a while. Time to handle their business against a good team. I just keep coming back to, like, and Craig Hoffman and I were talking about this yesterday. I know Craig's on crazy. What if we just, what if these guys aren't as good as we think they are? I'm not willing to go there. I think football is a sport where coaching matters so much. And I'm not sure the coaching is good enough right now to get them where they need to be. I'm not prepared to say may, maybe Derek Force isn't as good as we thought he was. Maybe Benjamin St. Juice isn't as good as we thought he was. I think those the physically, they've got the right traits. We've seen them do it on the field. I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm close to getting ready to go there, there especially go. because I was not a big believer in Kendall Fuller before the season. Uh, for some reason, I thought Benjamin St. Juice was going to have like a Pro Bowl season. But the fact that he's not even playing as much on the outside it makes me question what he's doing in practice Emmanuel Forbes will he get to start this Sunday I'm very curious about that I think the answer is yes he's got 10 days Um, he's got that cornerback mentality right I think what he's got to learn is this isn't college football you don't get an interception every week you don't get an easy play every week and by the way the quarterbacks are going to make you think you have an easy play to burn you the other way. Once you think you've got it figured out, you don't have it figured out in the NFL. He's got to make that adjustment to like, hey, if he finishes this year with four interceptions, that could be a really good year for him. And in college, he would have been disappointed by that. In college, it'd be, man, you know, this this is disappointing, but you're not going to get a takeaway every game. You can't press for those takeaways because they will take advantage of that the other way. Copycat league, A.J. Brown looked great. All of a sudden, you know, the, the formula's out. He's going to have to show he can stay disciplined. Tempe on the mic with AWOD here for a little crosstalk on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. I was hanging out with our boss before the show, Zach McHugh, the voice of God, and he liked the topic that I brought up yesterday uh, with Benjamin Brown. I want to get your take on it. Which fan base has had the most disappointing 
five first five weeks of the NFL season. Ooh, I, I mean, so I'll, I'll give you a big picture and small picture. It's got to be the Vikings, though. I mean that 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 was a legitimate Super Bowl contender pushing their chips in to be a Super Bowl contender this year, and really stupid stuff is holding them back. I agree with you on the Vikings, but they lost in the playoffs last year to the Giants, and that <laughs> team is also doing bad. The Giants are a mess as well. You, you got a little bit of baked-in excuse on the injury, but they're clearly underachieving. The big picture there, Daniel Jones, that contract is looking like a real weight that's going to pull you down for a couple of years. But if we want to talk about bad contracts and bad signings and being weighed down, how can you not pick the Denver Broncos? who are saddled with Sean Payton and stuck with Russell Wilson, and they have to make this work. They're stuck in a room, and they can't find the door. Was it, I think you played Russell Wilson's quotes on your show yesterday. Could where have been he, four and one. Where he was just, well, yeah, but then he also was just making excuses. Oh. It's a long season. We're building something that we're going to look back at and be like, yeah, we got from here to there because of this. Yeah. And he's just making excuses. And the thing is, when I watch him, it doesn't look like he's playing terrible, but he just has none of the big plays that he used to have. No, he's clearly not on the same page with Peyton at all. You can tell that relationship's not off to a good start. You can tell the whole, the whole team just is not in sync in any way every week. And by the way, they play in the AFC West. They're going to have to play the Chargers. They're going to have to play the Chiefs. And even the Raiders are, are perfectly fine. You know, the Raiders beat them week one. They might be the fourth best team in the AFC West. And that's saying something. Those contracts don't get better with age. That's not a fine wine there. That's that's going to spoil. Yeah, and then a fan base that has to be disappointed after five weeks, but I don't care. They could be down in the dumps. I don't care. That's the New England Patriots. Oh, they have yeah. so many Super Bowls. Who cares if they're having a bad season? I feel so bad for those Patriots <laughs> fans who have to endure the indignities of lo- watching losing. Yeah, come on now. Right. Come on. Hey, nobody will shed any tears for the New England Patriots. I wish Bill Belichick had made a more graceful exit from the NFL after all he had done, but it happens to everybody. Very few guys get to walk off into that sunset. Is there any scenario you could see where this isn't his last year in New England? I mean, this sure feels like it. Yeah, I mean, unless that they get just demolished the rest of the season and they have a chance to get Caleb Williams. That's That's got to be the only light at the end of their tunnel with Bill Belichick. Because here's what I will say, and this is why I told you yesterday, if he's on the market, I, I want Washington to at least interview him. Yep. The defense is still flying around the field. He's always been a defensive-minded coach. He's a genius. I, I would hire him as a defensive coordinator in a second. Yeah. I, with with everything going on, with, with Sean McVay, with, with Matt LaFleur, with all these progressive coaches, I don't think I want Belichick coaching Caleb Williams. I, no. I, I don't think I want him picking the offensive corner coach you got to move on their their parting gift though belichick's parting gift was pantsing sean mcveigh in that super bowl <laughs> so that no matter how good mcveigh is he never has the goat argument on him and then brady beating mahomes in the super bowl no matter how many rings mahomes gets brady will always have that on him they they hung around just long enough to make that closing statement that's a great point so you were talking about uh matt lafleur sean mcveigh kyle shanahan yep. all the guys that were on the 2011 roster here um in Washington, in Ashburn. I actually did a bit last year on my show where we were talking about Fire Ron Rivera and we got to bring in someone from that staff. And I went through all the Who's lists. left? You know who I found? <laughs> Who's left? Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick! You know where he's at right oh, now? I, I would he's, the OC. he's the OC for the Houston Texans. Oh! And that, that offense is looking pretty smooth. C.J. Stroud, man. Yeah. He got an Ohio State quarterback coming. We might have our guy for next year in Bobby Slowick! Slowick. <laughs> and I think he's Bobby Slowick Jr. I think his dad was a coach with oh, the Redskins really? back in the day, too. I, I, don't, I shouldn't just say that on the radio without checking it, but I, I believe his dad was also a coach. 
coach there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, got got family ties and everything. I mean, all those great names on the team. I I presume that was a Super Bowl year in Ashburn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just won seven in a row. That's about it. Just seven in a row. Oh. You know, something we haven't done in a long uh. time. Man, take me back to 2012, though. Take me back. Put me in the time machine. Yeah. We didn't put RG3 on our Powerball card earlier. No, no. Uh, it's he, not going to happen. Did you see his thing last night? The fudging? May or may not. He may or may not have said fudging on national Oh, he TV. definitely said fudging because if he dropped the F-bomb, it was going to be the lead story on my show today <laughs> because I can't stand RG3 making it all about himself. Why would you say fudging? Oh, because he wants to go viral. He's always clout chasing everything he does. That's why he's wearing these flashy suits. And everything, and he always has to come out with a statement that says, "Oh yeah, I was talking with multiple GMs that are interested in me, but they don't want me to come to their franchise because I have too much baggage." But they they reached out and wanted to speak with me. Like, shut up, RG three. I see he hasn't changed a bit. No, no, it's RG me. It's always RG me. He's really good at calling the games though on ESPN. (laughs) He he's he's outstanding. Yeah, but he's not good at like the halftime show though. I don't like that stuff. No pressure, no diamonds. Yeah. That's a good point. That's Michael <laughs> Phillips. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard here in Richmond on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, or Available here in RVA on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. And you can always hear the sports junkies on the Odyssey app Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And joining us right now from the junks on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's J.P. Flame. What's going on, J.P.? What's up, Adam? I'm learning, J.P., that you can do a successful radio show without talking about a successful football team. Our phones were lit up on Friday after Thursday night's disaster. Yeah, a lot of disappointment, especially when you think about the Eagles game. You know, we had a lot of fun with the term moral victory, but they were so competitive in that Eagles game. It was winnable. Maybe if Ron Rivera goes for two instead of kicks the extra point, they win that game. And to have the game five days later be such a disappointment, fans were angry. And, you know, all the excitement after the 2-0 start, it's gone. It is gone. And the thing that frustrated me the most was Ron Rivera telling the reporter that he had nothing to say at halftime. And so, you know, I just don't understand. What is he being paid to do? Because he's not inspiring people. His draft picks aren't hitting. He really can't evaluate talent because he's going out and telling Albert Breer he should have played Sam Howell last year. What is Ron Rivera being paid to do that he does successfully? Well, we talked about it throughout the show today, whether he's checked out or not. I go back to last year. The guy didn't even know his team was eliminated from the playoffs when they were eliminated. And then, you know what? A lot of people worry about his demeanor and whether he's saying something at halftime. The one thing I will say, they responded in the third quarter. They won that quarter 11-0. They got back in the game on Thursday night against the Bears, whether or not he spoke at halftime. But I go back to last year. Cleveland game. It's a must-win game. Critical decision. He chooses to go back to Carson Wentz. That falls flat on his face. Then he doesn't even know that the team's eliminated. Then his initial instinct was, we're going to play Taylor Heineke. Until Heineke goes to the staff and says, why don't you play the kid? They knew nothing about whether Sam Howell was a player or not. And he was almost surprised by it. So I haven't been a fan of Ron for a couple of seasons now. And this season right now is trending in the wrong direction, obviously. 
And who knows whether the Josh Harris would be impulsive and make a move, but they have to win this game. Look, they're still in it at two and three. If you beat Atlanta, you're 500. You still have plenty of time to earn a wild card berth. It's J.P. Flame with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I found it interesting that Jonathan Allen told you guys yesterday on the Junkies that Chase Young was one of the guys that spoke up at halftime. He might be the one bright spot on a terrible defense. you got to like what you've seen from Chase Young. Yeah, it's weird, though. Individually, especially when you look at some of the analytics, he's amongst the top pass rushers in the NFL in win rate and all of these crazy analytics. And yet the team has given up 30 points a game. So it's kind of hard to marry the two. We expected, hey, add Chase Young if he's effective to this defense, and the defense is going to be phenomenal. And instead, you have a team that's given up 32 points a game, 31st in the NFL. Nobody, nobody would have predicted that. JP, so it's probably hard to argue in the NFC that there's anybody better right now than the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles, and those teams will match up against each other on December 3rd. But if they played each other right now, who do you think wins? I lean on San Francisco. Their offense is humming. Brock Purdy threw four touchdowns in this last game, but he doesn't have an interception. He's almost... I've likened him to a point guard who has three really good shooters. He just kind of has to spread it out. And he's got a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan. The defense is stout. We saw what they did against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. You know, when we talk about Chase Young and some of the guys here on the Commanders, they never end up with 18 and a half sacks. I believe that's what Nick Bose ended up with last year. Now, this year he's off to a slow start in terms of sacks, but they got a premier pass rusher really good players on every level of defense so i would lean towards san francisco right now and they might have been in the super bowl but for brock purdy injury last season yeah no totally agree there over to the afc to me it feels like your top dogs are pretty obvious you got the chiefs the bills the dolphins i like the ravens the Bengals are looking better jacksonville i mean there's maybe one more wild card spot open but I mean, that's it, basically, in the AFC. Those are your teams competing uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, there are a bunch of teams going to be competing in the AFC North. Like, right now, you got the Steelers and Ravens at 3-2. and two. You mentioned the Bengals are 2-3. and three. Bengals, didn't, I mean, the uh, Browns didn't play this week. You know, we'll see how that ends up. But, yeah, at the top, you got to start with the Chiefs. And then this week, you would say the Dolphins. But a week ago, you would have said the Bills because they smashed the Dolphins. And then Jacksonville's won two in a row. So, but look. The Chiefs are the top dogs. They have the best quarterback. Until somebody knocks them off, you got to go with the Chiefs as the favorite in the AFC. JP, we've been doing an Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool here in Richmond. We've got about uh, 20 of the people in the building to participate. It's been a ton of fun. Have you looked at this Sunday slate yet? Do you have any idea of a lock for this weekend? I remember looking at it, and there are a couple of obvious ones. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Who are you thinking about? Well, uh, I, I haven't really looked at it much. I, um, you know, you get the 49ers against the Browns. I haven't used the 49ers yet. I've been going with any team that plays against the Panthers. That's the Dolphins this weekend, but I've already used the Dolphins. That seems like a, a lock there. And, and then there's a few other interesting games. against the Giants, you're in good shape. I forget who the Giants have. Yeah, the Giants have the Bills. That's a good play. That's a great point. Sunday Night Football, Giants-Bills. Yeah, I think that that's a, a, a lock it up. The Bills have the bounce back. And the Giants, look, maybe they get Saquon Barkley back, and that would boost their offense. But right now, 
they're an inept offense. You know, I, I did my JPPP today. Yeah. And the way that I kind of come up with where the commanders fall is I just say, well, what are the teams that are definitely worse? The Giants are one of those teams. <laughs> hey, JP, I don't know if you've ever heard, but we've been doing a new segment on Fridays uh, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Don't sleep on these picks with the donks behind the glass, JP, uh, not JP, uh, Drab and Valdez. And, and I told Valdez, I was upset. My sports tilt of the week last week was that Drab is letting Kevin McCarthy give his football take on the fan now. I would have, you know, done so many crazy things to give my football take on the junkies. Now you're letting this nerd talk NFL. It's driving me crazy. Well, the one thing I'll say is Kevin's been doing movie reviews on our show for 15, 16 years. And before AWOT became the show Punching Bag, (laughs) it was Kevin McCarthy. In fact, one time we did a sports challenge where we sent him out to a local park because we grilled him all the time. We uh, hit some grounders to see if he could field them, threw the ball (laughs) at him, had him throw a football, had him shoot the basketball, which was all to mock him. And then over the course of our show – We've basically mocked his lack of sports knowledge for years and years. And for whatever reason, in the last year, he's taken an interest. So we've let it, let, we've let it kind of invade the movie reviews from yeah. time to time with his takes. But usually they're very idiotic. And we mostly are doing it in a mocking manner. Yeah, I know. I know. I just lost it when he started supporting Zach Wilson. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Guy's no, terrible. He probably doesn't know the difference between Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> hey, JP, one more thing with the commanders here. Are you thinking at all that was is Jahan Dotson maybe overrated? It feels like he's just not showing up this year. He did have the one catch to send it to overtime against the Eagles, and maybe he's been dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. But I'm not seeing him get open like he did last season. Yeah, it's really tough to tell. Um when number one, you got a young quarterback who holds on to the ball long. Number two, you got an offensive line that's inept. All the things that we're talking about on our show, I know that you're talking about on your show. So, you know, you've seen Terry McLaurin, his production down. He's spiked up a couple of times. It's really tough to tell. I don't think he's under talented or overvalued, however you want to say it. I just think that the quarterback has been getting the ball for a variety of reasons. That's J.P. Flame. Follow him on social media at GlassJoeJP. Thanks a lot, dude. All right, Adam. Keep thriving. Thanks, man. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. It is... Not summer anymore, Stubb. I mean, the weather is getting cold already here in Richmond. I'm going to say it's officially sweater season. Time to go out in hoodies. No more shorts. No more shorts. I was cold this morning when I was yeah. getting up and getting ready for work, man. I am I maybe wear shorts a little past the point where you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm one of those, one of those white guys. <laughs> I love wearing hoodies. So I, I love hoodie season. Uh, it's just, you know what it is? It's also layers season. You know, yeah. because sometimes you wear a hoodie and then you get hot and then you take it off. And so it's always nice to have an extra hoodie in my car. We've got some extra clothes in the studio here. Uh, I've found an extra Sports Junkies t-shirt, a uh, little uh, Barstool shirt in case anyone gets cold. You can always grab from that. But uh, 
Wanted to mix it up real quick here and do an, an impromptu dude food here on AWOD Radio. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. So I understand this is a story that went viral a few days ago, but of course we were diving into the commander's loss and more stuff around the NFL. Uh, But don't worry, Al Michaels, we're going to get to you here. Uh, So let me start by saying this, Stubb. I have been a huge Al Michaels fan. I've read his book. I I think he's one of the greatest American sportscasters of all time. He can do every sport, and and he's worked for NBC. He's a huge fan of radio also. He was friends with Howard Stern. Um, He's got a great story in the book about how he used to play tennis with O.J. Simpson. I mean, it's just he's lived an incredible life. He's 78 years old now, all right? He still works as a sportscaster doing play-by-play for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, and so a, a ton of other stuff as well. And he revealed... Something very interesting in an interview over the weekend. Let's roll the clip. Is it true that you have never knowingly eaten a vegetable in your life? That is true. That is true. I was born when my parents were 18 and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always push the vegetables away. To this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to survive. But is it is it just possible that you would like, I'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot? Oh, please. <laughs> please. A carrot? That's the best no, part. Can, no, that's an objectionable vegetable. I mean, I was, really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the look of it. <laughs> and I surmise what it might be taste like in terms of the texture of it i think a lot of it probably has to do it just doesn't look like something that would go down well (laughs) it's an unbelievable interview stub what was your biggest takeaway from that like i can't believe it there's so much to take away like he doesn't think carrots taste good carrots are delightful he he doesn't know right he's never even tried he's never even attempted talk about someone just getting away with everything yeah i the the opening where he says knowingly eating a vegetable you got to wonder if maybe Maybe his wife has been slipping vegetables into his meals for years. <laughs> right. Like, does he eat chili? Like, because there's beans in there. Does he count beans? I don't know. I, I'm, does he count sweet potatoes? Does he count regular potatoes? Is he avoiding French fries? He definitely doesn't count potatoes. Yeah. There's, spinach. He's probably never had spinach. Broccoli. You know what is a great vegetable that people sleep on? And that's peas. I, oh, yeah. I love, love a, a good pea. pea. Right? Especially in, like, a chicken pot pie. Yeah. That's the thing is that I think that meats taste better with the right vegetable with them. And that's where he's missing out. All he's eating is red meat. And here's the thing. Other thing. He's 78 years old now. And like I said, I loved him for a long time. I also think he's lost his fastball. It is not a good Thursday night football broadcast on Amazon Mm. Pie. Part of it's because Prime has an issue with their frames per second. So the game always looks uh, delayed and lagged. And second thing is... He's not a good pairing with Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreit's like 36, and he's double his age at 78 years old. It's like the old guy and his young best friend, right? He, he didn't look unhealthy for a 78-year-old. No, I, no, no. I, I watched the, the video. He looked fine. He looks fine. Which, I think he's losing it with his voice a little bit. I don't know. He's still much better than me as a broadcaster, uh, but 
I just think it's so interesting that he's been avoiding vegetables for 78 years. And I think I really latched on to non-objectionable vegetables. Like, what What could that even mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I just love the one what, that they called out was carrot. And it's like, dude, carrots are great. Yeah. That's it, a good snack food with a little peanut butter. Oh, I ranch it up. Oh, you ranch it up? I ranch it up. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> All right, another story I wanted to bring up on Dude Food here today is it's so frustrating as a millennial that all it takes now is for a TikTok to get a bunch of views for you to go viral. And so now there's this McDonald's hash brown hack that's taking over the internet. And it feels so stupid because I've been doing this for years, if not a decade, going to McDonald's. Here's the hack, all right? It's received 77,000 views on TikTok. And so basically, you order two hash browns, an egg McMuffin, you get rid of the muffin, and you use the hash browns as the bun. That's so obvious. I've been doing yeah, that for years. I mean, I I love a McMuffin, though. Yeah, so I, feel like I have you're... no problem with that. You know what's better than a McMuffin, though, is the McGriddle. The pancake yeah. sandwich is yeah. the ultimate. That's or awesome. I've gone out to restaurants before, gotten a breakfast sandwich and a waffle, used the waffle as the bread. It's, what? What's so frustrating is these damn Gen Zers think that they're inventing <laughs> things that have been around for decades. You got a Zoomer in the office, Adam. I know. So do you think this is this blowing your mind? Is it no. a game changer no. that you're going to have for breakfast tomorrow? That's what they're calling it. They're saying this is the ultimate game changer. Order the egg and bacon separately and as individual items. And they're saying this is the breakfast of the future. Are you kidding me? Throwing a hash brown in a McGriddle. That sounds interesting to me. I've done that for decades. That's the thing, is these damn Gen Zers think that they're inventing things that have been around for years just because they posted on TikTok. You know, you're getting all these new songs and, and they're reusing videos from 10 years ago, but it goes with a new trend. <laughs> you know what? I think I just hate TikTok. I'm so out on the talk. It's it's not been good to me recently. It's, that You can, like, sell things on it now. Oh, and gosh. every single video is someone trying to sell some pajamas for $5. And it's these, like, fake little captions, like, you got to get these for your girlfriend. It, <laughs> It pisses me off. The thing that drives me crazy now is I feel like I'm seeing clips of streamers. And I hate streamers. And yeah. it just feels so boring. It's so close to your job. Well, yeah, except for <laughs> it takes no talent to stream. They're just turning on their computer and eating breakfast. And they're getting that thousands bad. and thousands of views. I can't stand Kai Kinnett and all these stupid streamers that are that are millionaires now. They're millionaires. Who? I? How many minutes do you spend on twitch oh i don't oh thank goodness maybe like I, I used to watch some like competitions and stuff but that that'd be it you know what i'm gonna say this about you and, and this i mean this with all due respect all right stub we've known each other what a month now two a month months and a half you're an old soul you're an old soul <laughs> you, you know you could pass for 32 you really I get could. that so often really yeah <laughs> like, so you don't remind when i call out gen zers i'm not really calling out you i'm probably calling out your roommate <laughs> with his damn ice cream. I mean, he what does is love it? his Did he come cream. back with any new flavors recently? He put ramen on the whiteboard as, as, as a potential ice cream flavor. What? And I said, no. Dude, we, we need to have an intervention with this guy. I, uh, I can get him to call in. Please, just tell him, stick with the basics. Str chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. And we can reach out a little bit. I, I like Ramen a, ice cream? I, dude, he, he, he's blowing my mind. <laughs> My God, what kind of drugs are going on in your household? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Send it over to me. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Did we miss any big stories on Dude Food? Was there anything local that came out? Nothing anything local. Richmond? 
I, I mean, I did see that there's going to be uh, a new food center called Scott's Walk. Oh, I you saw hear about that. that? Yeah, it's, it's across just... from the Diamond. But it's going to have the most basic yeah, places Starbucks, ever. Starbucks, Chipotle. Starbucks, Chipotle, nothing, Raisin Cane's. Yeah, nothing out of... Right. What happened it, to the mom and pop shops? Don't they, they were, realize that that runs Richmond? There were two, but they didn't seem that... Yeah. yeah. I haven't had Chipotle in a long time. I don't know when I'll be going back. I'm, I have no interest in it. I've got Don't Look Back. I've got Ensuboca. I've got Blue Habanera. I'd rather go to a Richmond place than Chipotle. I, I want you to know I just got a text from my roommate that says, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like the shout-outs. <laughs> Stubbing his roommate running the show here. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan.